Roxo Media House. Today's been great. Obviously, I heard a lot of great things about TCU, wanted to experience it. My wife's son uh, is a graduate of TCU, heard wonderful things from him, and it came to life for me today. I mean, every detail on campus is all about the student experience and just thrilled that I was able to spend a couple hours here today. From the Flying Tea Studio at Roxo Media House, this is Frogs Today. Featuring Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark, along with TCU Athletic Director Jeremiah Donati, TCU golfer and international sensation Filippo Celli, plus former Frog basketball great Vladimir Brodziansky. The voice of the frogs, Brian Estridge. Welcome into another edition of Frogs Today. This is the big boy where we've got a star-studded lineup for you today. Commissioner Brett Yormark was in town earlier this week. The Big 12 commissioner says he's going to visit all the Big 12 schools. His first stop, well, in Fort Worth, of course, to visit with TCU. He and Athletic Director Jeremiah Donati will join us from the TCU campus here shortly. Vladimir Brodziansky was in town last week. That's right, the former basketball star for the Horned Frogs, now doing well overseas. He'll be by to visit with us. Speaking of overseas, let's take the Zoom, if we could, to Northern Ireland, where Filippo Celle will join us. Of course, a low round for an amateur at the British Open, Filippo. Uh, I in the Ryder Cup next year already. We'll talk to him a little bit later on in the show. And our roundtable of experts, Melissa Tribewasser and Jeff Wilson, will both be alongside. We'll talk some football, some women's basketball. Jeff's going to want to talk baseball. we got a lot we got to get into. What do you say we start the show, though, by heading back over to TCU, where earlier in the week we had an exclusive conversation with the Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark and Athletic Director Jeremiah Donati. They join us right now. We're all here for Jeremiah's birthday celebration. I thought this was great. This is a big day. It, it, it really for Jeremiah. It really is. I mean, we show up on the Bloxham Terrace outside of the Legends Club just to say happy birthday. Pretty good. Well, huh? this is exactly what I wanted for my birthday. Right. Exactly. Uh, this is the, the dream come true, right? <laughs> dream yeah. come true. The, honored to have you here, uh, Commissioner. Thank and you. I want to get into a couple of different things. Obviously, top of mind for folks is expansion, and everyone's talking about that. But there, there are other big issues that the Big 12 is facing. Have you had an opportunity in your first seven days to start making a list already? Hey, here's some things we have to tackle. I haven't gotten into great detail on some of those issues just yet. I have been spending quite a bit of time on expansion. 
and what does that look like for the conference? Obviously, as I said during media day, it's all about creating value for the conference. And if it makes sense, we're going to pursue it. And if it doesn't, then sometimes the best deal are those that you don't do. But we're heavily involved in conversation, and I think there's a real opportunity for us. You know, and there's different ways to look at that value. Is it market size? Is it recruiting base? Uh, is it fan bases? How, how do you narrow that list down that way? I think it's a combination of everything. It's culture fit. It's brand. It's geography. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're exploring all different options. Yeah. And our consultant that we're working with, in fact, they have 23 different metrics that they look at when you think about expansion and expansion modeling. So we're very engaged and I think we'll do the right thing for the conference for sure. And Jeremiah, you've talked about how this league as a group is together uh, as one in in doing what is best for the conference. Oh, absolutely. First of all, I I know I speak on behalf of all of our athletic directors when I say how excited we are that that Brett Yormark is our commissioner. And so, um, but no, we're we're lined up behind Brett and we're, uh, we're here uh, we're, it's a strong group that's, mm-hmm. that's been held together. It's been a tough couple of years, as yeah. we know, but the future's bright and just couldn't be more excited. I know, like I said, I know I speak for, for all my fellow colleagues when I say that. You know, when I hear people describe Brett Yormark, there's a, there's a phrase, now he comes from the music <laughs> industry a little, but, but the word that I hear, though, Jeremiah, is rock star. That this guy's a rock star. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do hear that. Yeah, well, he's, and I, I'm not trying to embarrass him, but, yeah. you know, he's bold, um, He's very smart, but he's thoughtful. And the way we're looking at things from a business perspective is exactly what we need right now. So uh, so he is a rock star. He comes well, from Rock Nation, but he is a rock well, star. Well, I appreciate that. I'm not a rock star, but I'm here to serve, yeah. obviously, and, and so excited to be working with the AD community, our presidents and chancellors. You, you talk about alignment, totally, total alignment mm-hmm. at the highest levels. And, um, and when you have that kind of alignment, you can do things. And you can be aggressive, but thoughtful. You can be bold, but humble. And that's the direction we're taking. When you say aggressive, I wonder, you know, when, when people say, okay, you hired Brett Yormark, that's a little outside the box when it comes to hiring a commissioner. I wonder if there's a way to think outside the box when it comes to expansion, too. Is there some of that thinking out there that maybe we as traditionalists aren't thinking of? Well, we're being creative mm-hmm. when, when we think about where do we go next and how do we make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, all the pieces are interconnected, so there's a lot of moving parts in this chess game. But I think we have it covered. And again, you know, we'll, we'll do what we think is best ultimately for the conference, but there is that chance we do nothing. And right now, this conference is strong. What Bob Bowlesby did last summer, I think, was incredible. The, the recovery, you know, on the heels of Texas and Oklahoma. We've expanded our geographic footprint. We brought in some great brands. So now whatever we do has to be additive to that. Yeah. From a television perspective, everyone focuses on that, and that is a key part uh, of expansion. There's some real opportunities creating themselves, aren't there, especially when it comes to streaming and other platforms? Absolutely. There's a lot of players in the game. Mm -hmm. I think you need to be with a linear partner, Mm -hmm. but digital gets you to that younger consumer. Yeah. And you, you have a chance to reach them and connect to them in a different way. But I think in combination, they work really well. Yeah, and Jeremiah, I know here in this marketplace in Dallas-Fort Worth, with the opportunity to gather more fans, that's yep. important to you, right? Oh, absolutely. And so the commission and I were, were talking about this. There's there's a lot of people in the Metroplex, yeah. and, and not all of them went to TCU. Not all of them went to schools in our, uh, in our Big 12 footprint. But we've got the fourth biggest uh, metro area in the, co- in the country, mm-hmm. and so there's a tremendous opportunity there. It's the fastest-growing uh, Metroplex in the country, and so we know we've got work to do here. We've made a lot of progress, but there's a huge opportunity there. 
I want to leave with this for both of you. A lot of people are talking about the state of college athletics today, the, the NIL, the transfer portal, the, the conference realignment, and they're concerned. Put them at ease a little bit about the future of college athletics. And I'll start with you, Commissioner. Well, I'm the rookie. Yeah. But I think there's opportunity in both the portal, NIL, if done correctly. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to work with the ADs and hopefully beyond just the AD community and figuring out what is the best way to manage those issues moving forward. But I think they're ultimately all very positive for college athletics, if done the right way. And TCU fans specifically, Jeremiah. Well, I would just say that, you know, change – change is synonymous with college athletics it's right. a resilient uh, business we've it's changed um, over the years in so many ways this is a lot of change coming at us very quickly um, but can be good and uh, so it's it's going to look a lot different it already has but uh, change is good change has been a great thing for TCU and so we just need to lean into it and be open-minded. Yeah, well, I think I think folks are excited. I think excited about the opportunities and excited about the future. Let's and, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm excited as you said about being aggressive and, and thinking outside the box. Thanks for making for sure. time for thank us. Thank you here. so I know, much. I know your time has been Thr limited. Thrilled thank to be you. here. Well, thank and uh, and then next year for Jeremiah's birthday, we'll try to top it. Yes, somehow. 100%. Somehow, somehow we will. All right, mark it down. Thank exactly, you. Jeremiah Donati and Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big Twelve. We got more to come here on Frogs today after this timeout. The Flying Tea Club provides the everyday TCU fan and alum the ability to specifically support TCU student-athletes. Flying Tea Club offers three levels of memberships. The Flying Tea Club is a nonprofit organization supporting the brand development of TCU student-athletes through a series of unique event-based networking opportunities, which are exclusive to our members. These events provide a great social engagement tool for our members and student-athletes alike. Follow them on Instagram at Flying Tea Club or online at flyingteaclub.com. Back we come here on Frogs today, and it is an honor to have our next guest with us here right now. His name is Filippo Celli, and he is, well, best amateur in the world right now as far as golf is concerned, at least in my book. Filippo, how are you doing, man? Good to see your face. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm great. Thank you. You're, uh, you're in Northern Ireland, is that right, right now? Yeah, exactly. I will be here for play like a European tour event. They gave me uh, the invite, so for let me do like some experience on the European tour, and we'll see. That's awesome. Now, did you, did you run into Angela Stanford the other day uh, in Northern Ireland? Yeah, I met her uh, this morning on the first tee. How about that? How was that? Yeah, it was so fun because I didn't know her. And uh, I was on the first tee, and uh, after like eating the first tee shot, she was she like walking to me and say, "Are you Filippo? Are you playing for TCU?" I say, "Yes." Uh, How do you know TCU? And she said, "I'm Angela Sanford, and I played there like a long time ago." <laughs> and yeah. so I say, "Oh my God, that's crazy! The world is so small." <laughs> it is. She's a great player, too, and a great ambassador for TCU, as are you, man. Uh, congratulations on the finish at St. Andrews, the silver medal, the high amateur. Uh, put that in perspective, what that meant to go through that. Um, it was unbelievable, the experience and the, also the atmosphere, because the... Um, I mean, play the British Open, the 150 British Open uh, in the home of golf. It, it, it's unbelievable because, um, yeah, 
the atmosphere and the um, all the peoples like uh, uh, the the last round the there was like uh, there were like uh, probably 290,000 people wow on the course and it it was yeah it was amazing an unforgettable i think uh, experience yeah you you think about what that week was for you Felipe, because i know you had a did you have a practice round with rory that week as well which you talked about being one of the, uh, a, a dream come true for you yeah, I played nine holes the first round with uh, the on Monday with Rory, and uh, on Tuesday other nine holes with uh, Aaron Varden three and Dustin Johnson. So yeah, the practice round was unbelievable. Also, I met um, I met um, Tom Ogie. Yeah, that he was there. Yeah, good. Another good TCU guy, Tom Hoagie, who's yeah, playing, exactly. playing. He's playing pretty well right now as well. He's been here in the. Flying Tea Club Studios with us before as well. Filippo, give me some sense as to what happens next. Because I, I know for a fact that Rome is hosting the Ryder Cup. Is it next year? Yeah, next year. How, how would Filippo like to be on that Italian team, that European team in the Ryder uh, Cup? Pretty good question. But uh, uh, it's a dream. Of course, it's a dream, but it's not easy. The way is very, very long. And I have to think uh, step by step and play the best golf ever in like this year. And then we'll see. Maybe it will be happen or maybe not. But um, it's a dream and I'm not stopped dreaming. And uh, so we will see in the future. Well, you've been able to accomplish a lot since you picked up the game of the golf. You were kind of late to the game, were you not? You didn't start playing until you were a teenager. Uh, I started playing at, uh, when I was 13, actually. Yeah. And so think of all that you've been able to accomplish in, in, in that short time. That's, that's pretty amazing to be able to say, look at me now. I won the uh, amateur, I had the amateur low score at the uh, British Open. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, I was thinking about that like uh, last week because um, after the British Open, I took uh, two weeks off, and in these two weeks off, I I, I thought all these uh, all these things about um, uh, that in like last semester at TCU, I didn't play really good. I didn't perf I played good, but I didn't perform like uh, like I wanted. Mm -hmm. But uh, and then when I came back, like in Rome and in Europe for play, the it was like um, amazing in how like the shortest time I won the European Amateur Championship for quali that like is was for qualifying me for the Open and then at the Open I was in the low amateur and I made the cut. So I was thinking about that and yeah. It, yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy and unbelievable. Yes, it is. That I know you've got some big decisions uh, to make here coming up very soon as it relates to your career. Um, if if we don't see you in a TCU uniform again, will we see you at Colonial one day? Uh, hopefully, yes. I think so. I think so because uh, I love TCU. I really love TCU. I really love my buddies and my teammates. Yeah. And also the coach. I think the coach are, are really great. Yeah. Because Bill, 
Bill, I can say that it's like uh, a second dad because uh, the first time that um, like that I came at TCU, it was two years ago. Uh, my English it, it was so bad. Now it's not really good, but it's better. And but like at the beginning, it was so bad. And he helped me a lot, him and uh, also Adrian. And yeah, so I can say it's like Bill as a second dad, and Adrian is like, uh, yeah, an uncle because. Yeah, they're, uh, and they're I, really good guys, really good guys. Filippo, I got uh, to ask you this Is there one thing about Texas that you fell in love with? Yeah, I don't know. Probably the people. The people. I love the Texan people. Yeah, because our I think they are like so fun. Like with the yeah. Also, I went to the um, to Billy Bob's on all the bars in here in Fort Worth, and it's very fun to see like uh, like all the all the guy and the girls with the boots and the hat, the cowboy hat. <laughs> so yeah, it's completely different. But I really like Texas. Maybe you can open up a Billy Bob's and uh, say maybe in uh, Trastevere in that neighborhood in Rome. Do that, and I'll come. Maybe one day, yes. <laughs> Filippo, good to see your face, man. Thanks for taking the time to join us here via Zoom in Northern yeah. Ireland. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. There he goes, Filippo Celle joining us here. We got a lot more to get to on Frogs today, including a visit with Vladimir Brozianski. He was in town. We'll talk to him next after this timeout. Say hello to the water of tomorrow, Richard's Rainwater. Richard's Rainwater is 100% rain, refreshing, renewable, and the only ingredient we use in our water. Why rain? Because everyone deserves access to clean water, and rain is a 100% renewable resource available everywhere. Drink the rain. Save the planet. Shop now at richardsrainwater.com. Our next guest hardly needs an introduction. Uh, you'll know the face, you'll know the name, and then, of course, you remember the player. Vladimir Brodzianski joins us right now. Good to see you, Good man. Good to see you, too, man. Welcome back into town. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we uh, the last time we saw you, obviously, was the NCAA run uh, and, and and finally getting the Frogs back to the NCAA yeah, tournament. I know that was rewarding for you. The NIT championship the year before. That uh, was amazing, too. It, I, I mean, <laughs> you, you were instrumental in that. I mean, you think back now on your three years here at TCU. When, when you think about them, how, how rewarding were those? I was great, you know, we had a great group of guys, great coaches. I mean, the campus was right here, you know, everybody was supporting us, all the fans. It was amazing three years. And then you get drafted by the, or you don't you don't get drafted, you try out with the Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah I went with Cavaliers. You actually, did you sign with the Cavs for a little while? It was just for summer league, you okay. know, I did a little summer league round, and then, I mean, I went overseas, but it was a great experience, you know, I played, summer league and just you know you got the nba logo everywhere it was it was amazing and and then to spain you go yeah and, and, you, spain. and you've been in spain for the last what three years or last so? four years last four years yeah. playing give us some sense of how that's going for you what that's career has been like uh, i went two years to obradoiro uh it's like a smaller uh smaller team in uh, top spanish league mm -hmm. uh, it was a great experience you know first time back overseas after states so it was a great start for me and from there i moved to yeah, I went to badalona which is like right next to barcelona uh, we had two great years as well. This year we finished third. 
right after Barcelona and Madrid, so it was it was a great experience. Yeah, Barcelona and Madrid are always oh, seems yeah, like at the top, yeah. aren't they? One and two. Yeah, really league. hard to top them. That's the highest level of Spanish basketball, yes, too, sir. right? Yeah. And then and now you've made a change, and you're going to go play in Turkey, right? Am I right about this? Yeah, I'm going to move to Turkey this year. Yeah, and and tell us about that because you you, you talked to me off air about just an opportunity to go see the world a little bit and see. Yeah, you know, uh, change a little bit, uh, see different places, uh, different people, different league. Yeah. It's still great league, you know. Uh, FS won Euroleague twice in a row in front of Madrid and Barcelona. Uh, they got a bunch of great teams, so it's going to be a great experience. It's, uh, how's your uh, how's your Spanish? Did you master it in four years? I didn't master it. I can understand some, uh, but I wasn't forced too much because you know, everybody speaks English. Yeah. And then in Barcelona, everybody speaks Catalan, so that's kind of even like it doesn't match. I mean, it's similar Spanish, but right. it's different. So, you know, that kind of throw you off a little bit, but, yeah, I yeah. can understand some. And and from when we had Bingo Merricks and a couple other guys that have played overseas and come back and, and talk to us, you guys get taken care of pretty well, right? I oh, mean, yeah. They take care of the athletes. Yeah, they take care of you. You know, they provide you with apartment, uh, with car, you know, health insurance or whatever you need. Uh, when you need something, you just call, you know, and they usually get stuff done. Wow. Have you been able to go home at all? Yeah, I was home for like two weeks after the season ended, and then I fly over here. Yeah. And uh, here in Fort Worth for a week or so just to see friends and hang out and yeah, check on friends, things. Yeah, friends, hang out, you know, like see the campus, see yeah. the coaches. It's great to catch up with everybody. Yeah, and you, and I loved your timing because you purposely waited until after was camp, camp was over with. So Thomas didn't put you to work, <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess so. I didn't know there was a camp going on, to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah, that was just the timing, you know. <laughs> we, we have a long season, so there wasn't much out of time I could come. You were always fun at camp, though. Guys always loved hanging out with yeah, you. Yeah, I know. It's a great time with the kids. You know, it's the next generation. Yep. You know, you're trying to give forward. And, I mean, I think they're doing a really good job here with the kids and camps. Did you get a chance to follow the Frogs uh, this year in basketball and see the run in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm trying to keep up as much as I can. You know, like, look at the results. It's really hard to watch it because of the time difference. You know, when you when, when you guys play here, it's already, like, 3 or 4 in the morning for us. Right. Plus, not many streams or platforms to watch it so it's a little difficult but I'm trying to keep up with the scores you know and like the players it was also easier when I knew the guys like you know the guys I play with so now it's a little different team so it's a fun team though it's it a is fun a great team to team, watch yeah, yeah. and, and uh, they got think, a lot of guys coming back so I, I think this really year's good. gonna be good yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be really yeah. good this year now will you get a chance to play with them at all in the, over the next few days or no I'm not sure I'm still recovering from the injury yeah. I uh, torn ligament in my right. ankle so I'm, I'm probably not but I, I may you. do some you know, shooting and stuff around. Yeah. Tell me what, uh, when you're overseas, when you're in Spain or when, when you're in Turkey, do you try to take in the culture? Do you go see things? Do you try to get a feel for everything there? Yeah, for sure. You know, when family or friends come, you're trying to show them around, like visit some places. You know, yeah. in Barcelona, there was so much stuff to see. Right. I'm sure in Istanbul, there's going to be plenty of things to see too. So you go eat to restaurants, you know, like different, you know, like wherever your teammates sometimes take you, especially like the guys who are from there. Right. That kind of helps. Yeah, and you, so you got to be willing to try new things. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like sometimes you may not like some, but <laughs> you may not want to say it yeah. right away. <laughs> and you may not know what it is. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing I'm not too. sure what this is. Yeah, but... they're like, you know, look at the menu, you're like, uh, what is this? And they try to explain you, but, you know, you're like, oh, I have no idea what it is, but let's try it. <laughs> but, you know, in overseas, they usually do it like, they order a bunch of stuff and everybody like gets some, so yeah. kind of like appetizer sharing. Yeah. So it's pretty. That's nice. the great thing about Spain was tapas, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, they got those tapas, you know, oh, yeah. like the bunch of little things you can try. Yeah. So it's it's great. That's fun stuff. So what do you what do you do when you're in the off season or when basketball is not going on? How do you spend your time? 
uh, you know, it's it was a little bit more difficult now with the COVID. Like yeah. the traveling part was, I know I was I tried to come here. I will try to come here earlier, but with the COVID, you know, like non-citizen couldn't enter states for two right. years, so that didn't help. But uh, you know, just a little relax, spend with the family, which I don't see much, mm -hmm. friends, and you know, like uh, free time, just as much as I can. And then, of course, I have to keep work out. You know, stay in shape. Well, you were always a terrific ambassador for TCU basketball yeah. and a fan favorite. When you look back uh, on your time here in Fort Worth, is there one, is there one event, is there one game, is there is there one thing that stood out that always will as a memory for you? I mean, there was many of them, you know. Uh, when we beat Kansas in the Big 12 tournament yeah. as the number one seed, of course, the NIT championship game. I think it was West Virginia at home when we had like I think it was Big Monday and we won. You know the fans stormed the court, so there's a lot of good memories. Yeah, a lot of good memories, and you were right in the heart of all of those, man. Yeah. The resurgence uh, of TCU basketball. You get a lot of credit for that, Vlad. So thank you for coming by. Thank man. you for having me. Good to see you. That's good Vladimir Brodziansky joining us here today on Frogs Today. More to come after this timeout. The Flying Tea Club provides the everyday TCU fan and alum the ability to specifically support TCU student-athletes. Flying Tea Club offers three levels of memberships. The Flying Tea Club is a nonprofit organization supporting the brand development of TCU student-athletes through a series of unique event-based networking opportunities, which are exclusive to our members. These events provide a great social engagement tool for our members and student-athletes alike. Follow them on Instagram at Flying Tea Club or online at flyingteaclub.com. Welcome back into Frogs today. It's our favorite part of the show every week. It's our round table of experts at the square table. Uh, Jeff Wilson is alongside in studio. Thank you, brother, you for it. being here. Uh, joining us via Zoom, of course, is our friend Melissa Tribewasser. Got a new background, too. That is California Redwood, folks, in case you were wondering. That is not to be confused with that stuff down in Waco called Shiplap. No, this is this is California Redwood. So, just so you know, Melissa, good to see you. Thanks for hopping on with us. Okay. Great <laughs> to be here. All right, hey, let's start. I'm at a half half a round table. So that's right. You're at a half a round table. Okay, it's a half moon table. I like it. Yeah. All right, let's dive into a couple of different things. Let's start with football. All right. Uh, and let's start with Sam Jackson. You talked about him earlier in the week. I want to get Melissa's take on it. They've created this new package for him. They let him talk to the media now. I read anything into this. I mean, it's still a two-man race for the starting job, right? It is, and I, I, I think that it's just a, a way to get a guy who's a really, really good athlete and can do a lot of things onto the field. I don't think it's going to be a regular thing, you know, because you can only surprise the opponent so many times, you know. Uh, he, he said that, you know, the, the offense and defense talk about what they're going to do each day, and they mentioned this two-quarterback package, and I guess the defense thought the play was going to be a a, a quarter, you know, a, a halfback pass or right. whatever that, that Jackson was going to pass it, but he didn't. He took a pitch and ran for a first down, and then next play he caught a caught a little pass and gained some yards too. So he, I mean, he's tremendously athletic, and you know maybe they're throwing him a bone, and you know it does look like a, a you know the the pecking order is going to be set mm -hmm. at quarterback. He he looks like he's third, but um, you know. If, if you want to keep a guy happy, you know, in the, the day of the portal, you got to recruit your own guys too. 
But if you're getting him on the field and if he feels like he's part of something, then maybe that helps too. Yeah, it kind of goes back to, Melissa, what uh, Sonny Dykes has talked about. Chess pieces, moving parts. People have to play different positions. The wide receiver's got to play inside and out. All five guys along the offensive line have to be able to snap because you never know when you might be able to play center. This is just another case of really good players, got a skill set that can hurt teams, got to get them on the field somehow, huh? Yeah, I mean, I think that you want to see your best players get the ball in their hands no matter how they do it. When you have someone as athletic as Sam Jackson and that can also, I mean, you know, as as Coach Bowden said earlier this week, if you guys are following Frogs today, you know that he can sling it. This is a kid that can really throw the ball too. So um, it just makes the defense have to think. You see a guy like that on, you don't know. Is it going to be a fake pass? Is it going to be a trick play? Is he going to run? Is he going to catch? The fact that he can add all three of those things to the field, yeah, you want to get on. And I agree with Jeff. You also want to keep a really talented player invested and involved in the program so that you don't lose him to the portal when you're going to have Max Duggan graduate a year from now. Well, I think about that. That does come into play, don't you? you got to keep recruiting guys constantly while they're here. All right, Melissa, while I got you, I want to talk about your favorite position on the uh, football field, and that's offensive line, uh, a group that continues to work to, to build depth. We saw Steve Avila, I guess that was on Tuesday, get vocal after practice, guy who's really emerging as a leader. It's amazing to watch what Steve has done. And, and he's always been a guy that you knew was going to take media availabilities. It was going to be someone that represented the program because of just the character that he has. And, you know, obviously we're getting him on, on a podcast and getting to hear more from him. I mean, he is the kind of person that you need on the offensive line that you need in your, in your team period to be the leader, to be the vocal guy. And I love seeing him take more ownership of that and more responsibility too. You've got a lot of guys that have been around the program for a long time, but the offensive line has arguably been, been one of the weakest spots of this football team the last couple of years and so to see him take ownership of that and to work alongside some of these other veterans as well some of these young guys that are stepping into big time roles absolutely love to see it and think it's a great sign going forward this season yeah steve i'm a lot part of that my turn uh podcast you can hear here from frogs today in rockstone media house you you had some time with aj ricker on on tuesday in the media room Uh, give us some insight what do you have to say well he he, actually when you talk about Steve being vocal, it's because Frogs didn't have a very good practice. Right. I mean, AJ called it their worst practice of camp so far. Just one of those days, you know, and uh, they had to do some up-downs afterwards that, that I'm glad I wasn't doing. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting, you know, what Melissa said. You know, you could argue that this unit wasn't very good the last couple of years. They're the unit that's been talked about as performing the best. And maybe it's because they're exceeding expectations mm-hmm. that were set based off the last two seasons. Uh, but there are there are some veteran guys, you know, and it's you can say, oh well, there's veterans, okay, great. But I mean, it's guys who've played and guys who who know what to do and can lead. And so, I think I think it's just kind of come together. And and you know, Coach Coach Ricker seems like a pretty intense dude. You know, my kind of guy. I, I like him. I think I think he probably throws around some four letter words, which is great. <laughs> but uh, you know, he he pays attention to the details and he just wants effort. You know, yeah. he he's not trying to. You know, the, the, these guys are talented, but it needs to be the effort that comes out. Because if the effort comes out, then their talent will too. Dadgummit is not a four-letter word, <laughs> is, Jeff. Right. Uh, the, uh, Melissa, I want to get into women's basketball with you in a second. While well, I got Jeff, though, because I got a whole list of stuff we got to get through. Uh, uh, baseball, real fast. Uh, that Globe Life tournament was announced. Looks like a pretty good field that yeah, the Frogs will yeah. be part of. Called the Baseball Showdown next February. Okay. It's, it's, it's Oklahoma, Texas, TCU. They won't play each other because they're in the same conference. Right. But they will play Vanderbilt, wow. you might have heard of, yeah. Missouri and, and Arkansas. So, okay. I mean, those are, those are 
two, two really good teams, and yep. Missouri's not bad. So that'll be good, uh, a good test, a good way to start off your season. Matt Carpenter. Yeah. What happened there? Broke yeah, his foot? He fa- fouled the ball off his foot in Seattle, broke his, broke his, uh, broke his foot. He's going to miss some time. Uh, boy, you know, what a, what a great story. I know. You know, the, you know. The Rangers screwed up and released him. I'm and, glad you said that. Thank by you. The way. And uh, <laughs> all, he's, all he's done for one of the best teams in baseball is 15 home runs and 128 at bats. Isn't that amazing? Uh, it, it really is. He, he's going to, you know, he, he's hitting over 300 right now. He said, you know, there's time. The, these little foot injuries, though, take a while. You know, I know. Ozzie Albies from the Braves still hasn't come back. Uh, Chris Taylor from the Dodgers had one that cost him a couple months. And, you know, if you look at the calendar, yeah, playoffs, though, that could be a pretty handy piece if he's able to go. That'd be a great story if he could and yeah. continue to be hot at the plate. Right. Yeah. Right. All right, women's basketball, real quick, uh, Melissa. I know uh, uh, Coach Reagan people got a big-time commit uh, this week. Local product, too, right? Yeah, uh, Victoria Flores, four-star, top 100 player coming out of Duncanville, where she played this last year after spending the first couple of years um, – uh, over at, at Dallas at Pinkston High School. Uh, this is the kind of player, you know, they they had a lot of turnover this last year. They they lost a lot. They lost a lot of high school kids that they had recruited and developed from high school. Getting somebody like Flores to come into that program, um, like you said, a local product, a highly regarded kid, had a ton of offers. It's a great sign for Reagan Peebley and, and just the program going forward. Um, super excited about this player. If you liked Lauren Hurd, uh, I, I think Victoria Flores has channeled a little bit of Lauren Hurd in her game. She's going to be dynamic. She's a scorer, 15 points, all-state level play, player, all-area level player. Uh, she's the kind of kid that can get get this program on the right track and, and bring them back to, to where they were before COVID shut down that 2020 team that was so special. We mentioned uh, Brett Yormark was in town uh, earlier in the week. Melissa, you're in California right now. Hey, any talk out there about Pac-12, Big 12 grouping up? What, what are they saying? Uh, it's it's really funny to listen to how the Pac-12 has responded to all of this. I, I think that we we saw George Klykoff, you know, make his comments of, you know, stop kind of coming for my people and, I think that there is a lot of trepidation. Uh, they're talking, saying all the right things. They're, they're coming across super confident. But at the end of the day, there's so much unknown. And that first TV deal was such a low ball offer um, compared to what I think the Pac-12 thought they would get, that, that there are some concerns out here. Uh, I'll be really interested now that we've, we've seen this week that the Big Ten is not inviting ESPN to their broadcasting party. Is ESPN going to get different and up the, the level of contract for the Pac-12? Or are they going to sit and wait until the Big 12 has a chance to renegotiate and kind of dive in uh, for that kind of money? Does that look more attractive to them long term? So uh, I think that every week something else happens and it just raises more questions than answers. I would still say that the Pac-12 feels like it's in more of a precarious position right now, but it's a it's a sliding scale and that could change tomorrow. Yeah, I, I get the sense that we're kind of in that uh, that sort of calm period before the tornado. You know that it, yeah. it that it might be happening sooner than later. Well, you know, I I did some research and then yeah, I don't know if you call googling research, right, but right. you know, I was, I read a, read some stories and it, it's like five different things are going on. You know, know. it's like it's like uh, now the Big Ten doesn't want to work it. You know, and, right. and and Washington and Stanford, you know, and Notre Dame's going to be stay independent <laughs> and and Minnesota to the Big Twelve and you know that that which doesn't make sense. But, yeah. You know, there, there's just too much out there, and and you're right. I, I'm sure that now that your mark is officially on the job, it's been it's been a little more than a week. I'm sure he did a lot of diligence beforehand, and 
I'm sure that when he makes these campus tours like he did with TCU that that he has he has answers to their questions. I'll give you some scoop. You want some conference scoop? Melissa, you want some conference scoop? I'll give you some right now. Love it. Absolutely. UConn and UMass will become football-only members of Conference USA. So what? Just mark it down. I'm just telling you, it's going to happen. Soccer cranks up uh, this coming week. Uh, Wisconsin's in town. Uh, Eric Bell's number seven team. Uh, then the following week, volleyball, right? Yeah. With Wisconsin in town. Yeah, the That'll be Wisconsin's campaigns. volleyball team, not their soccer team, right? Unfortunately. Yeah, playing yeah. volleyball. Yeah. I, got, I got it. All right. So those two are cranking up. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have all that for you uh, and details on that. Melissa, always good to see your face. Thanks for joining us here. Great to be here. All right, Jeff, thank you, brother. Yep. All right, that's it for the roundtable of experts. Joining us this week on the uh, Frogs today. By the way, don't forget to catch that daily show. We're live every day after practice uh, from the Morris practice fields. We want you to join us. It's brought to us by our friends at Dave's Hot Chicken. You'll catch that every day. Uh, on the uh, frogstoday.com website right now, of course, is our brand-new exclusive uh, look into Dennis Franchoni and his era here at TCU. Make sure you uh, sign up today to frogstoday.com so you can see that only members are allowed to check out uh, this documentary on Dennis Franchoni. Rangers Today is coming up with uh, Jeff Wilson this week. Lots going on. you got to be with us. Be members. Sign up also and subscribe at YouTube uh, uh, to our page as well. Thanks for joining us this week. Until next week for another edition of Frogs Today. Have yourself a great week. Frogs Today is brought to you by The Flying Tea Club, supporting TCU student-athletes, and by Richard's Rainwater. Say hello to the water of tomorrow. Frogs Today is a production of Roxo Media House. Media House.